Ahoy, Shock Fantasy fans. This is Matt Harrison, and before the show begins, I have three jobs for you. First, please take a look at your phone and hit the subscribe button on the Shock Fantasy podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Second, wherever you're listening, give me a rating and a review for the show. If you include your Twitter handle in the review, we might send you something fun in the mail. We do that periodically. And third, if you haven't yet subscribed to the season pass of Shock Fantasy, you should. You get 365 days of the Shock Fantasy Super Dash, which gives you stats and info to set all of your weekly lineups, including DFS lineups. The Redraft and Dynasty trade value charts, so you never get taken to the cleaners in a trade. Our waiver wire content each week. The Super Bowl, Thanksgiving, and NFL Draft prop bet games so you can make friendly wagers with your family and friends at the most important football gatherings and preseason cheat sheets for basically every kind of fantasy football imaginable. You'd be getting those for next year. Now, all of that curated color coded data comes to you for only $40 for a full year. That's 76.9 cents per week. But if you act now and use the promo code AirBear. You get the whole year for only 25 bucks. That's promo code AIRBEAR, A-I-R-B-E-A-R, for those of you who are brave spellers. Enter that at checkout and we'll knock off $15. Thanks for listening. On to the show. Now, first off, how would we describe shock? <laughs> Welcome to the fantasy. <laughs> nice. Nice. Man, you are one pathetic loser. Ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. Hi, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Shock Fantasy Podcast. My name is Matt Harrison, at Explosive Output on Twitter, at Shock Fantasy on Twitter. It's Thursday. It's time for the Thursday night preview game between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, do want to remind you before we get into that to rate and review our podcast five stars on your favorite podcasting platform. Uh, if you leave a review with your Twitter handle on it, I'll seek you out. I'll probably send you a sticker in the mail. I got some really cool hologram stickers here at the Shock Fantasy World Headquarters. You'll love them. All right, let's talk about Tom Brady and his national night game tour. As it continues, the Bucks are now playing their third night game in six weeks. Brady gets a B grade in this one. He's averaging 353 yards and three passing scores per game. That's really good. But he's meeting up with a equally good Eagles pass defense. Uh, they're only allowing 209 passing yards per game. That's third fewest in the league. That's a really good mark, too. However, they have allowed passing scores nine times. Nine times. Nine times. In the last three games. Nine times in the last three games. Still... Outside of Patrick Mahomes, 278 yards, the Eagles have allowed a high score of 239 to all of the remaining quarterbacks they faced. They held Matt Ryan, Jimmy G, and Sam Darnold all under the 200-yard mark as well. So only the B grade for Brady in this one. As far as his receivers, we can start with the news that Gronk is out for week six. So do you want Cameron Brait in your lineup? Question mark? Kind of. 
Here's why. It's It's been a weird up-and-down tight end matchup thing for the Eagles this year. Through five games, the Eagles have allowed four touchdowns to the tight end position. That's kind of a lot. However, as we dig into those players in fantasy, it looks like this. In week one, Kyle Pitts had four catches for 31 yards. Not very good for a pretty good player, right? In week two, a healthy George Kittle managed four catches for 17 yards. Not very good. In week three, Dalton Schultz had six catches, 80 yards, and two scores. That's very good. In week four, Travis Kelsey was held to four catches and 23 yards, while third-string Chiefs tight end Jody Fortson caught a two-yard touchdown pass. And in week five, Tommy Tremble and Ian Thomas, they combined for six catches, 52 yards, and a touchdown. So the three best fantasy tight ends they faced, the Eagles have just taken them out of the game completely, which leads me to believe that Brait probably gets it done in this one more so than a healthy Gronk would have. So I'll give Cameron Brait a C grade in this one. Antonio Brown leads the Bucks receivers in yards per route run at 2.75. That's actually a really good number for a wide receiver. Both Evans and Godwins are about a yard behind that in that statistical category, which means that Brown is the most efficient receiver on the fields for the Bucks. Uh, and that's why I'm giving Brown a B-plus grade in this one. Yeah, take that, Charch. He'll line up most often against Darius Slay, who has actually been the Eagles' best corner so far, according to Pro Football Focus's grading system. Brown fits the Tyreek Hill the role the most in this offense, though, and he'll absolutely torch this defense two weeks ago. So Evans and Godwin both get B grades still in this one. Godwin stays in the slot the most, which we, he would line up against Avante Maddox, while Evans looks to see a whole bunch of Steven Nelson both of those corners are grading out slightly above average in pro football focuses metrics. So B grades for both of them. As far as the runners go, I'm going to give Leonard Fournette a B minus grade. This would be a better grade if he was getting a few more touches. He's averaging 15 a game, which is fine, but only 11 carries per game. Uh, he's actually more active in the passing game than Gio Bernard, averaging more targets, receptions, and yards through the air than Gio. So that pass-catching mantle that Gio is supposed to have, it's not quite there yet because Fournette's actually been really good in that category. Uh, the Eagles have been a defense that has seen efforts focused toward the running back position. Uh, opposing backs are averaging 30.6 touches per game. That's fifth most in the league. They're also bottom 10 in rushing yards allowed to the position. So that's why Fournette gets the B minus grade. It would be higher if he was more of a bell cow. Uh, we're not going as far as Rojo or Geo, both of which are seeing around five touches per game right now. So I'm not uh, going as far as either of those guys. Let's go over to the Eagles side where Jalen Hurts gets an A grade. Hurts has been a really good fantasy play nearly every game. He's not overdoing it from a passing standpoint, averaging 273 and a score and a half through the air. But when you factor in his 51 yards and a half score per game on the ground, things tend to even out a little bit, and he's been pretty much good in every game so far. This week, he faces a Bucks defense that is allowing the most attempts, the most completions, a 72% completion rate, the third most passing yards, at 319 a game, and the third most passing touchdowns at 2.6 a game. Simply put, the Tampa pass defense is one of the three worst in the league, and actually the two other teams that are about the worst in the league are facing off against each other in Washington and Kansas City uh, later this week. 
The only one thing the Bucks defense has done well, though, that's been keeping the running to a minimum for opposing quarterbacks. They've only allowed 2.6 yards per game to opposing quarterbacks on the ground. Now, they played Dak Prescott on his first game of the season, the first game back from a broken ankle. And since then, they've played Matt Ryan, Matthew Stafford, Mac Jones, and Jacoby Brissett, none of which are really known for their awesome rushing abilities. So I would bet on Hertz being the guy who can get it done here. Uh, I'm still giving him an A grade. His receivers, though, that's a little interesting. The Bucks gave up eight touchdowns to wide receivers in the first three weeks, but haven't allowed a single one since. Now, those two games were against the Patriots and the Dolphins wide receivers, and it was a Dolphins team that didn't have Will Fuller or Devontae Parker, so there's not much to draw from those two games. Either way, the Bucks are on a completely new defensive backfield from Week 1 with Richard Sherman, Ross Cockrell, and Jamel Dean manning the backfield right now. Sherman is the one that's graded out the worst, according to Pro Football Focus. He stays completely on the left side of the field. Now, Devontae Smith and Jalen Rager move around a ton and split time on both sides. So I'll give Smith a B-plus in this one. And note that Rager is actually startable with a C-plus grade here. He won't be startable in a lot of matchups, but this is one of them. Uh, Quez Watkins may be worth a desperation D start, too, maybe just in DraftKings, uh, with Dallas Goddard about to miss this game due to testing positive for COVID. Watkins runs from the slot where he'll face Ross Cockrell, who's actually been serviceable. So this is just a Goddard is out. Watkins could see a few extra targets. And speaking of Goddard, let's talk about Zach Ertz. Um, He should see a full complement of snaps with Goddard on the pine this week. He'll match up with Devin White for the most part. White has allowed 81% of the passes in his coverage to be completed this season. This is most of the reason that Tampa has allowed the second most receptions and the ninth most yards to the tight end position this year. So I'll give Ertz a sneaky B-plus grade. He's only 3,200 on the DK showdown slate, which makes him 4,800 in the captain's chair. And I have to say, with the jacked-up prices on a lot of these players this week, Ertz in the captain's seat is uh, kind of an interesting play and one that I've done in a couple of my lineups so far. Finally, the running game for Philly It's really kind of a a bench grade for everybody. Miles Sanders, definitely on the bench. Kenny Gainwell, probably too. Uh, Tampa is allowing only 37.4 rushing yards per game to opposing runners. That's the best mark in the league. Tampa has not allowed a rushing score to a running back this season. Obviously, that's the best in the league. However, they are allowing the second most receptions to the running back position at 7.4 per game and allowing almost 49 receiving yards per game to opposing runners. So this bodes a little bit better for Gainwell, who sees half of his touches through the air. He's averaging 4.2 rushing attempts and 4.2 targets per game. That's a pretty even split right there. Sanders is 6,600 on DK, while Gainwell is only 2,400. Both are utilized pretty equally in the passing game. Sanders will obviously see more touches, but won't do anything on the ground. So if I'm going to play one of the two... In the showdown slate, I'll probably go Gainwell because I get a pretty big discount on him. And, you know, like I said, there's a lot of jacked up pricing this week. You need a few cheap guys to even that out. That's it. That's the podcast. That's the Thursday night matchup between Tampa and Philly. Uh, Please rate and review the podcast. We'll be back next week to talk the waiver wire again on Tuesday. Uh, Again, 
you know, rate and review the podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Shock Fantasy at Explosive Output. Go ahead, use the promo code AirBear. Get yourself a Shock Fantasy membership. I would super appreciate it. Uh, you'll get $15 off using the promo code AirBear at checkout. All right, we will talk at you next week on the Shock Fantasy.